I said there is a glimmer of hope. Yeah. All right. So our, our theme is anchoring your life in hope. Yeah. Anchoring your life in hope. You know, in the midst of the hopelessness that we find ourselves in South Africa, we then find God to be present. Hallelujah. That he is able to can raise a remnant. He is able to can create hope. Okay. So the victory that we had yesterday, it shows the hope that we have. Hallelujah. That we are a winning nation, that we are a victorious nation, that we are a nation that has greed. Hallelujah. So therefore, this whole mourning and mopping should come to an end. We should go and push until we have secured back our freedom. Hallelujah. So therefore, we are a people of, of hope. We are a people of hope. Hallelujah. I want to, you to realize something, okay? When we read Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, which is our main text, now, I want to raise something that we, we, sometimes when we speak about hope, we speak about hope in a sense of survival. You know, how do we the survival state? No, no. Hope applies both for success and for survival. Hallelujah. So look at this way. Uh, uh, um, King James Version says, hope deferred makes the heart sink. All right? But know the second part. But the, the, but the desire comes. But when desire comes, it is a tree of life. I want to put it to you that it is the desire that caused Mapoko Poko to sustain their victory. All right. I know, I know, hurry, hurry, it's a one point difference. In the quarterfinal, semifinal, it's a hard attack. Some of us nearly packed our bags and go and went to sleep. Had that second try, yeah, all plexi feet. So it's by rivers. We were excited. We were excited because we desired to win. All right, we desired to win. It was, I'll put it to you that it was, it is, uh, or it was, uh, Siakulis' desire to lift the cup for the second time around. All right, it was uh, Jack Ninaba's desire to win as a coach. Uh, the, the World Cup, all right. It was um, uh, uh, chasing Kobe, who even Hanai Patilar, he doesn't want to watch the game because those 10 minutes was the 10 minutes of his life because he had a desire, Bazalwan. The question is, do you have a desire to live? Do you have a desire to win? Do you have a desire to succeed? So therefore you can see that hope, and this is about hope, this verse is about hope. All right. Notice it says hope deferred. All right. The word deferred there also speaks about sowing. Yeah. Listen to my like this. Okay. It speaks about sowing. All right. The sowing the seeds of hope. So therefore, in your life, you need to continuously sow the seeds of hope. Why? Because the seeds of hope will ultimately bring a tree of life. All right. So your desire is part of your hope. All right, it's part of your hope. We'll talk about it in a moment. In the, in the, in the um, new uh, uh, English translation, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I want to say one thing. This is not a figurative speech, heart sick. No, no, you can ask Doc, they will tell you. They will tell you that 
that sick, when you are sick physically, sometimes it's because you have lost all hope. We are going to go to doctor, they will do an x-ray and they find nothing. But this person is sick. Why? Because you have gotten to a state of depression or to a state of hopelessness that your body has produced toxins that are toxic to your body and your heart is getting sick. All right? So, and it says, know this, but a longing fulfilled. The longing fulfilled is like a tree of life. A longing, so I'll put it to you that it was all the, the, the pockets dream, they are longing for them to win. To win or we will not be the squad that will fail in the World Cup against the All Blacks. It was that longing. And that longing got fulfilled and they became alive. Even when they were tired. Yeah? You have seen when Bonambi went at the end, the last 10 minutes, he was the coach. He was the one who was saying, hike, hike, hike. You know, he became alive. Why? Because he was seeing the longing being fulfilled. The, the, the New Living Translation says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled. A dream fulfilled is like a tree of life. You know, after you obtain your, uh, your title deed of your bond, you are so excited. You become alive again. You become alive. Once you have finished your metric and passed, you are rich to, you are revived. You're, it's like you are being you're, um, ready to go for another one. That's how life it becomes. When you have finished your dream, so therefore, I want to put it to you, don't stop dreaming. Yeah. Don't stop dreaming, no matter what. Yes, you might be going through the shadow of the value of death, but do not stop dreaming. Yeah. Why? Because dream, when a dream is fulfilled, it brings about life. Yeah. Brings about life. Let's look at what the Message Bible says. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. Unrelenting. Go read the past. Disappointment after the other. One after the other. One after the other. Who proposed about Bauhane, left, right, and center? Eh? go and I told you, let me second row. Eh? Bauzama. Bauzama, Bauzama, Marstil Hwapa. It's unrelenting disappointments. All right. And they help, they make you such that you become on a lephobia. Amen. You or a woman Ujafaz. You know, or about exam again, you watatazel. You become Gilabona. Have you had a um, um, paralysis? Yeah. Such that when they speak about exam, when but I want to tell you that that when you have hope can be broken. That phobia today gets in the name of Jesus gets lifted up. Why? Because you are now going to grab the hope that is true, not an ordinary hope. Not a false hope. You understand what I'm saying? So it says, then, uh, but note, it says, but a sudden good break, a sudden good break can turn your life around. And remember, we are saving a God of suddenness. 
Receive the God of suddenness. God, God, you, you have been te- you have been wounded. Ne? You have been wounded. You have been chasing this dream. You have been chasing this business deal. And you have been getting disappointment that are in uh, unrelenting. But I want to put it to you that God will, is about to give you a break. It's a breakthrough. And that one, uh, once that breakthrough comes, you know, I, I remember, you know, I was talking about if we can get only one try against England, we will win. Only one try. You know? And it was so heartbreaking to see but we pushed and we ultimately got it. And it turned our things around. Why? Because we have served a God of silence. So do not defer hope. Sow the seeds of hope. Sow the seeds of hope. Do not delay. The word deferred is the word delay. Do not delay hope. Keep on hoping. Keep on hoping. Keep on hoping that God will come through for you. And indeed he will because he is the God who keeps his promises. So note, hope is the key not only to our spiritual, psychological, but also to our physical well-being. Ask the people who who, who are terminally sick, they'll tell you, or ask, ask the doctors and nurses, they'll tell you, the only thing that they offer people in the terminal state, state is hope. Why? Because hope is sustaining them. It will sustain the patients, even when the patients are sick. They provide it to them. Hallelujah. There is, there is a need, therefore, for a, 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 for a continuous sowing of hope throughout our lives, especially when we are in the state of discouragement and hopelessness. There's a need to continuously sow the seeds of hope. Especially when you are, we have been wounded. Especially when we have been hurt. When especially when you feel like you are in, stuck in the rut. You have reached your ceiling. You know, you need to continuously do so. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 4 verse 8 that Abraham hoped against hopelessness situations. Even when Sarah was laughing and said, it will never happen. He kept his hope that God will come around. And indeed, God came around and they had a son. Hallelujah. And notice, the leveraging of desire and passion is is required to ignite our lives. The desire, what all? Why? Because we always associate desire and sin. Again, when you think about desire, you think about lust. And when you think about lust, you think about negative things. No, Come back. But it's very interesting. God says to you, he will give you the desires of your heart. So why do you think desire is negative? Why do you think desire is sin? Because you have moved from missing the mark and then turned your desires into something else. Align your desires with the desires of God and I tell you, he will give your desires. Are you with me, Bazalan? And therefore, there's nothing wrong. Actually, we should desire. The Bible says the, the one who desires to become a bishop is desiring the right thing. It's a good desire to be a pastor. It is a good desire to be an evangelist. It is a good desire to serve God. And God will meet that need. 
Are you with me, Bazalan? So we therefore we need to continue. When I speak about sowing the seeds of hope, desire is one of them. It's very interesting. We, we put up a picture of Mapogopo. Can you get that picture back, please? Can we get the picture back, please? You know, I don't know if you guys at the back are able to can do so. When we did that, there was madness. Yeah, there was madness. You, you guys went crazy. Yeah, you were leveraging your passion. You are so passionate. I want to say to you, just like you were passionate just a minute ago, be passionate like that for God. Let, let, let me for a moment speak to those who are emotional. Those who are emotional. Rona, those who are rational. To those who are emotional. No, no. You are weak. You are not weak. Actually, you are much stronger than we are. So therefore, become emotional for your God. Become emotional to your God. How When we worship, when I howl, no, no, no. People will say, no, don't think about her, no, but no, no, no. You are crying unto your God, tears of joy. Be emotional for God. Because that's where you get your life. If you want to be like us, Runa, you hardly find us don't be like us. You will die if you try to be like us. Why? Because you were designed to express your emotions. Hallelujah. And to us as Africans, that's why we are able to can dance. Eh? We dance. We are happy we dance. Why? Because it's an expression of our emotions. And therefore, that's how hope in our lives, we saw it. So let's not be apologetic, Bazalan. Hallelujah. Let's not be apologetic, South Africans. Hallelujah. So let's come back. Let's define the word hope. Let's define the word hope. The word hope in the Bible, in Bible terms is not just an empty wish or a wishful thought. You know, like uh, some people were, were wishing that they, that hundred million yellow tongue can by its way. Yes, it's a wish. And no, the wish is part of the definition of hope. But we're not talking about that wish. We are, what we're talking about is that... Uh, Biblical hope is a confident expectation and not a desire for something good. All right? It's a confident expectation. It's a wish for something good in the future. All right? This hope not only desires, note, it is not only, uh, this hope not only desires something for the future, it expects it to happen. It expects it to happen. Not only does it expect it to happen, it has confidence that it will happen. And I want to I I put it to you that those two things, expectation and confidence, those two words, are words that you find in the definition of faith and hope. So it is, it, it, it is a, a confident expectation and a desire for something in the future. Hope does not calculate the odds. It is not dependent on the odds. It operates despite the odds. Guru, when hope comes in, when hope comes in, even when you get a report that says you are in the stage four cancer, it still operates. 
still operates. Whether they say to you, your, 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 your city count levels is below 50, it still operates. When they tell you that your TB has, uh, has quadrupled medication, it's not responding to medication, your hope, the hope still made, uh, comes in. Why? Let me tell you why. Because Isaiah says, a bruised reed, he does not break. Even a small wick, he does not blow away. Does not extinguish. All right. Do you know what a reed is? I can always speak about reed dance for those who are Zulus ne? and Swatis. They speak about reed dance. It is that small tree. When, it's, when the tree is small and it grows up, ne? it's only one stem that comes out. even So they, once it's broken, people believe that that tree will not grow. But God says, even when that is head, he will repair it. Are you with me, Zalad? Then he goes on and he says, a wick, even if a wick is small, he does not extinguish. You know a wick? A wick is that when um, uh, 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 those, those uh, candles, not, um, what do you call it? Come again? The lentils. The lentils, they have that, that um, cloth in it, which you light. It says, even if it's there, God will not extinguish it. He will actually flame it up. Why? Because that's a sign of hope. So even if you are going through the valley of the shadow of death, God will sustain you. God will flame up hope in your life. Hallelujah. So therefore, hope is a favorable expectation. It is a favorable expectation and also hope is the foundation upon which our our faith is based. We spoke about expectation and we spoke about a, a confidence. Let's define what is faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of what? And uh, now faith is the substance of what? I can't hear you. Now faith is the substance of what? Things hope for. So therefore it says without hope you cannot have faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It says it's an evidence of things what? Not seen. seen, Unseen. So therefore, if it's seen, if you can see it, it's not faith. It's not faith. You can't say you have faith in your app. No, the fact that you see it is not faith. Faith operates about things that are unseen. Hallelujah. The, the New Living Translation says, faith is the confidence. Faith is the confidence. Remember what I said? I said two words, expectation and confidence. Faith is the confidence of what we hope for, for will, for, for, for will actually have all. Let me read it again. Faith is the confidence of, faith, faith is the confidence that we hope for and will actually happen, it gives us the assurance about things we cannot see. I put it to you that you have more faith to that chair than you do to your mom. I I put it to you. You argue with your mom when your mom tries to tell you something. You didn't even check with that kid. You threw yourself 
on that chair, isn't it? You never checked it. But I want to say to you that that chair is a creation. But therefore, why do you doubt the God who created the creator of that chair? So we need to therefore have confidence in God. We need to have confidence in God. And having confidence in God shows that we hope, we put our hope in God. The West translation, it says, faith is the title deed of things hoped for. Title deed. Someone said hallelujah. It's a revelation. They know. They have been spending years and years paying for this thing. And when, they, when that paper comes, even without seeing or something, they believe is there. It is the title deed. Of the things you hope for. Are you with me, Bezalan? So this means that to operate in faith, you must first have hope. For hope is the foundation to where we build. From where we build. We build from uh, from hope. You might not see the foundation, but I want to say to you that the stronger your hope is, the higher your life will be. The stronger the, the foundation, the higher the building is. Therefore, your stronger your hope, the higher your life will be. Hallelujah. Hope keeps you going even when you do not have all the answers yet. It keeps you going. And I want to say to you, Bazalan, and encourage you that even though you might not have the answers, don't abandon the faith. Don't abandon God. Stay with God. Stay with God. Just have hope that Lord God will answer me. He will answer me one day. He might not be answering me now. Imagine you forsake God, you forsake your Christian faith, you walk away from your Christianity, and one day you realize the answer is there. So therefore you threw your life away. For what? An unanswered question? I don't know about you. I don't want to trade my eternal life for a question. Did God really say that? That's the question. And just because for a moment you don't know, have an answer. And it happens when we go through stuff, when we go through challenges, when we are depressed, when we do not have anywhere. We have so many questions and our answers are not there. Remember the story of Daniel. The angel Gabriel said, on the first day you prayed, the answer is, it doesn't so, you know, he, he didn't bring him all the manna or all the buildings that required or all the minutes. He says the answer. So if you use your imagination, it might be that Daniel was there asking God, God, where are you in the 70 years? We are supposed to be back. We are supposed to be free. And God had answered already. So imagine if the Daniel had abandoned Then after 21 days the answer lands and it's not there. I want to say to you, some of you, the reward that God had, uh, had had for you, the promise, the fulfillment of the promise that God has had for you is owned by someone else. Because we are now 
Because you are angry with God, you, you abandon God. Remember what, what, what I was saying about Judas? After the, the Christ got resurrected, he says that one of us was supposed to be benefiting. We need to find someone who will replace and obtain the benefits of the one that has left. Someone went into a crusade and they asked him to come and pray. He stood up and says, Lord, I can see what you wanted us to do. This is after someone has come and ran a very big crusade. The answer that God had wanted him to have was that he might have not abandoned the faith, but he had might missed the mark. Focused on what God didn't want him to focus on. And he lost all that God. So when he came up to, 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 to pray for that crusade, that crusade that probably had about 100,000 people, he saw what God had wanted him to do. So I want to say to you, keep the hope. Do not lose. Remember what we spoke about last week, that you need endurance. For it is endurance that will show that you realize that which was promised to you. God has given a promise. He will answer that promise. Hallelujah. What does hope does for us? One, hope moves us forward. Hope moves us forward. Christian hope is a realistic expectation of uh, Christian let me relax. Thank you. Christian hope is a realistic expectation of and joyful longing for the future, uh, for the future good, and glory based upon the reliable reliability of the word of God. So, it is a realistic expectation. It is an expectation. Realistic expectation says, even though I see the facts, I still trust the truthness of God. The more we long for the future, the less we learn, we, we learn, we yearn for the past. It moves us forward. The more we think about the future, don't we do that, Bazalan? That's what we say. We long for the new year because we believe and hope that the new year has better things for us. So what do we do? We momentarily forget about the things that are troubling us, that we come from. We long for the things that are make us things better. Hallelujah. Amen. Secondly, hope energizes the present. Hope energizes the present. It is worth living today because the eternal tomorrow is so much brighter. It is so much brighter. So we get energized. Why? Because we know that when, when we work towards tomorrow and we know that tomorrow is going to be better, what do we do? Even when we are tired, we pick ourselves up. We energize ourselves up. We push ourselves so that we may finish. That's what we do toward, uh, towards November, uh, October, November. We feel tired. But we are about to finish and we know when we finish, we're going to bonus. 
So what do we do? We push ourselves. Why? Because we hope, even if there's a clause in the company's letter, the, uh, 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 regulations that says bonus are not guaranteed. Again, that, that's what <laughs> I ask is, man, that's what they do. You can ask those who, who are in HR. It, it's there. It's dependent on the profitability of the company. But what do we do? We have hope. We have hope that if we push, when push, we'll ultimately get those rewards. What more about God? What more about God? Number three, hope lightens our darkness. Hope lightens our darkness. Note, it says, it does not say hope uh, 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 do away with darkness. It says it lightens the darkness. It therefore realizes that I'm in the dark pit. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's a recognition. It's a valley. All right. But the valley is a place where you're in between two mountains, where it's low. And that we find it in our lives. At some point in our lives, we find ourselves walking through the valley. We are not in the mountaintop. No, no, no. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessing, blessings. You know, we are just tired. We just hurt. We just crying. We are mourning before God. We are going through that. It recognizes. Hope recognizes. But what does it do? It brings about light into the darkness. Remember what I said. Even a small week, God does not extinguish. Rather what? He flames it. That even when we walk, when it's pitch black, it's the best light you can have. That lentil, there are people who finish their degrees, there are people who finish their metric, but switch that lentil and studying through that. What's in electricity? No, it was, then it was a permanent load shedding. But they use the lentils and it pushed them. Today they have degrees. Today they are successful. Today they are professionals. Why? Because they had hope that even when I study with this lentil, I'll succeed. Hallelujah. So therefore it lightens. It shines brighter the valley. You are able to can see clearly even in the midst of darkness. Number four, hope is the bedrock of faith. Hope is the bedrock of faith. uh, Faith fuels hope, but hope also fuels faith. Note, without faith, we cannot soar in hope. We cannot fly high like an eagle in hope. But without hope, faith limps. It limps home. It will not achieve. It will take years. Without hope, it will be a drag to have faith without hope. It limps. So therefore, there's an interlocking, the interlocking of faith and hope. You cannot have faith without hope, and you cannot hope have hope without faith. You always will have the two. They fly together. Hallelujah. So note, the greatest, the greatest believers are the greatest hopers. They hope a lot. Speak to those people who have achieved People who are, who are whom we regard as generals, like Bishop, they're always hopeful of things. 
always looking at the positive side, uh, uh, side of life. Even if the, it's bad. You know, he tells a story, Bishop, that at one point uh, uh, when they were building this building, they were five million rand short. And an and overseer Koya comes to him, Fanit Koya comes to him, Ah, it's an end of us. Uh, uh, people are going to toy, toy. The uh, contractors are going to abandon. We need that five million within a week. Even in the state where Onasaiboni, he had hope that God will come through. And lo and behold, we are here. You, you ask them, ask Renat Bonke. You know, there, there are moments where you, you could see that look, this crusade will not happen. But they refuse to abandon their hope. And lo and behold, things happen. You know, I remember Bishop Doug narrating about how they got rid of the chairs. You know, they used to take the chairs into their crusades. And at one point, the people were more than the chairs. And they realized that, no, these chairs are actually hampering the numbers of the people. You know, and then the, 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 the director of the crusade, they didn't know what to say. And he said, That's, uh, I believe God wants us to remove these chairs so that more people can come. Today, they are able to run crusades of thousands of thousands of thousands of people with no chairs. People standing for three, four hours. Sometimes in the rain. And yet they stayed. Why? Because a man of God was always hoping. Always hoping. Hallelujah. Number five, hope is infectious. Just as we can drag others down by our retorts, about, about, by our retorts and moping, so we can inspire and motivate others through inspiring hope. But then there's inspiring hope. You know, I don't know whether you have noticed, or within a five minutes talk, just in a five minutes talk, You've already had, a, you can have a negative discussion. Yeah. Just a five minutes talk. All of a sudden, they complain about load shedding, they complain about uh, the potholes, they complain about, you know, you, you complain. Yeah. And we have become a nation of complainers. Have you noticed that? How does that complain? That's a complaint. They're not complaining. They're not complaining. And there's this thing, Eriratan, government. <laughs> government this, government that, government that, government, government, government. We should have a government that's not a government. But yet, Bazalan, we, we, we forget who the people that are working in government are our people. The public sector employees. Some of them are not faithful to their work. Some of them banga chocho. And the same rule is the bread. They are putting bread on the table. Yeah? Yet we forget that that bread on the table, yanga. Why? Because it's based on chocho. No, Bazalandi, I know. The clapping gishap. Marking need. No, 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 don't, no, don't clap. Whoa. Don't clap. Again, the, the, the poor president, 
No, Ramaphosa Sansa fixed the portals. Ramaphosa Sansa conducted traffic. Ramaphosa Sansa. He's, he's, he's not God. And yet, yet, there are people who are hired to do that. Now, even in the city like Tobek, the city of Tobek, Larka Pela, 14 years, Rasna Mayor. If every one of the people that work for the city of Tobek would do their job, this city will remain. No, I give up with the politicians, but what I'm saying is that we need an inspiring discussion. We need to inspire hope. And we can do that. You can start just in your discussion. How, how I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, hey, I'm, I'm happy that you know, and leave it at that. Try and finish a five-minute discussion without complaining. You will see that infections will take. It will go viral. In as much as we go viral about negative uh, clips, let's go viral about positive things. Yeah. Hallelujah. It not only encourages others, say, uh, other second Christians, but also impacts depressed unbelievers. Yeah. Hope is healing. Number six, hope heals. Yeah. One of the things that the, 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 the practitioners, counselors, uh, psychologists, even doctors, they do when the patient comes into, uh, uh, they are in contact with them, they give them hope. That's the first thing they do. Even when the, when the person is depressed, why? Because in, in its basic definition, depression is the state of hopelessness. No, no before I offer medication, they give you hope. All things will be well. That's the first thing. Why? Because they, they know once your mind is turned around from being a negative mind to a positive mind, you will be able to be receptive. You will be receptive to the medication, you will be receptive to the advice, you will be receptive even to the prayer. Especially to the prayer. Because sometimes the state of hopelessness makes you not to receive. I'm done. Maybe you need, you are of need of endurance. Number seven, hope is practical. Hope is practical. Hope does not mean that we just sit and wait for utopia to appear. Not at all. Hope motivates actions. When we hope for better days for the church, we serve the church. When we hope for better uh, conversion of our children, we are motivated to share the gospel with them. That's hope. It pushes you. You know, even when you want to succeed and they put before you a big target, a large target, hope makes you to think, God, how best can I? Instead of saying this thing is not uh, working, it's impossible. They want to fire me, that's why they give me a two million target. No, have hope. When you have hope, you are able to can realize that you need to chunk it up. Chunk it up. Come up with milestone. And as you reach one milestone, what do you do? Remember, suddenly things turn around. You inspire yourself. You reach, reach another milestone. What do you do? You get inspired. You know, it takes one win to turn, turn your things around. One of the things that, 
that, that, that the coach Yamamelodi Sundowns likes impressing on his players is that you need to have a winning mentality. And how do, you do, how do you do that? You don't do it by winning all games. You do it by winning one game after the other. One game after the other and you gain momentum. There's a club in Idang who gain a momentum. No, no, no. That's the truth. Consistency. If you win game, one game after the other, one game after... If you win four games, if you win four games, your hope is turbocharged. Why? Because now life, you, you can see even more clearer. Remember what I said. We have this mentality our hope is for survival. Those who are about to be relegated. Even those who are topping, those who are winning the leagues, those who are coming number one, they use hope in order to reach that level. Hallelujah. They do that. So when we continuously be consistent in sowing the seeds of hope, we are able to can achieve. That's the practicality of hope. Hallelujah. Number eight, hope stabilizes in the, in the storm. Hope stabilizes in the storm. They say that they found about 66 drawings of anchors in the caves where the Christians were when they were persecuted by the Roman Empire. 66 anchors. Why do they throw 66 anchors? Because when you throw an anchor ne, down, it grabs and holds and stabilizes you. It, look at the ship. Even whether it's a cruise or it's a cargo ship, that is big. All they do for it to stop is to throw the anchor. And as they throw the anchor, the whole big ship that rope that goes, it then goes in and grabs down in the bottom of the sea. And even if there could be a raging storm, that ship will be stable. So what were they saying, the Christians then, when they were persecuted, that our hope is in Christ. Our hope is in Christ. When we read Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, in the um, uh, Passion Translation, it reads as following. It says, we have this Certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Our, own, our, our anchor of hope is fastened on the mercy seat in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. It's an unbreakable, strong anchoring our souls in God. That is hope. It makes you to stay with God. No matter what, you stay with him. You hold on to him. Hold on to the professional for faith. You are in need of endurance. Like an anchor, hope grape, uh, grabs what is out of sight. As one Puritan puts it, the cable of faith casts out the anchor of hope and lays hold the steadfast rock of God's promises. It holds and makes sure that there is a, a steadfastness and there we'll realize the uh, promises of God. So let's look at the, quickly let's look at the enemies of hope. The enemies of hope are as, as follows. One worry is the enemy of hope. 
Worry. See, worry is a sibling rivalry of hope. It's a sibling's rivalry. Just like fear is to faith, worry is to hope. Your state of worriness, you worry about things. Christ says, what, how, what, what can you add by being in the state of worry? And we do that. We do that all the time. We worry about our children. We worry about uh, uh, tomorrow. We worry about uh, 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 our assets. We worry about uh, our debt. We worry, we worry about our health. We worry about all of things. And what it does is that it pushes, it defers hope. It delays hope. It causes us not to sow the seeds of hope when we worry. So therefore, we need to reduce worry. Secondly, false hope. False hope is faithless hope. Like we said, it's a wishful thinking that does not have an expectation. It is hope that, that is only wishful. That hope uh, battles against the, the real hope. Fake versus genuine. That's what it is. It's an enemy of, of, of hope. Number three, dwelling on the negative. Dwelling on the negative. Go to, you, you, you dwell such that people shy away from you. The way you are so negative. You are critical of everyone, of everything. No, always, no, it's not you who's on the wrong. It's other people. You are so much good. Well, now you light up a, 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 a harvest by your negativity. So when you, tell, when you dwell on that, and, and it happens, Bazalan, you know, sometimes it happens about 3 a.m., where your mind can rest. It keeps on thinking, thinking, thinking. And that thinking is not a positive thinking. You are not looking for solution. You are worrying, you are critiquing, you are, you know, reviewing with a bad thing, with a bad attitude. Let's avoid negative thinking. Hallelujah. Moving away from the source of hope. Moving away from the source of hope. This could be moving away from God, moving away from his word, moving away from people who inspire you. You move away from them. Make sure, Bazalani, that there are people who are there for you to take you out of your discomfort. There are people who are there to inspire you. There are people who are there who are there to, to, to hood for you. They encourage you. They encourage us. Don't move away from those people. But most importantly, don't move away from God. Lastly, forgetting God's promises. Forgetting God's promises. So let's look at the flip side. The enablers of hope. The flip side, the enablers of hope. One is that Hope comes as a result of a personal encounter with Jesus. See, when you have an encounter with Jesus, hope becomes even more. Remember what we said. The, the believers, the great believers, are more hopers. Why? Because they have had an encounter with Jesus. So if you are here and you do not know Christ as Lord and Savior, at the end of this uh, sermon, we'll give you an opportunity to have an encounter with Jesus. I would encourage you to grab it by both hands. Why? Because when you have an encounter with him, listen what will happen. Mark chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, in the New King James Version says, the people who sat in darkness 
have seen the great light. So if you are there, you are going through the valley of the sword of death, I want to say to you, Christ is the hope of glory. Grab him with both hands. He will bring light. The second part says, and upon those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned upon them. Light has, that's, that's who Christ is. Okay, he's a great light who brings light in the midst of darkness. But not only that, when light comes in, death moves away. Death moves away. I like this in the uh, J.B. Phillips translation, Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. It says, Christ in you, yes, Christ in you, bringing with him the hope of all glorious things to come. All glorious things to come. Christ brings them as hope. When we put it in King James, says, we say it's Christ, the hope of glory. But notice, it says, Christ in you, bringing, Christ will bring all glorious things to happen in your life. Hallelujah. Number two, hope comes from the word of God. Hope comes from the word of God. Remember the enemy, the enemy, uh, um, the, the, the opposite side says, when we forget about the promises of God, we lose hope. When we go into the promises of God, we gain hope. Why? Because there are about 6,000 promises of God in the word of God. 6,000. So therefore, that's why Paul, Peter is able to can say, in his word, we have all that we need. In him, in God, we have all that we need to do life. Why? Because every aspect of life is covered by the promise of God. Number three, faith in God. Faith in God brings about hope. Remember, hope and faith are interlocked. Number five, listening to inspirational, inspirational message. Or number four, correct. Thank you. Thank you. Listening to the inspirational message, especially the word of God. For a moment, the article in Twitter and its negativity, contacting X and its negativity. Let's go into a podcast, listen to the word of God. For a moment, like more those uh, TikToks messages that speaks about the word of God and tone down on the gossip. You will see it makes a difference in your hope. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, give the Lord a round of applause. The book of Philippians chapter 4, verses Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. It gives us positive thinking. And that also builds faith. In, in the, in the uh, passing translation, it says, don't be, pulled, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about things. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering yourself, uh, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. And note verses 8. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. 
honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. That's positive thinking. Note, Botaki, you are there. We are there. We love beautiful things. We love, we love admirable things. I know. I know. I'm Admirable things, we love. Beautiful things, we love. Let's think about those things. Let's think about those things. Let's dwell on those things. Last week we spoke about remembrance. Number six, remembrance. Remembering what God has done for you in your previous victories. In your previous victories. At one point you thought you were going to lose just like we did yesterday. We were about to say, hey, if all blacks will get one more try, we are done. But God did what? Came through for us. He came through for us. Number last, dream again. Dream again. Let's not stop dreaming. Whether you are 84 or you are 48, keep on dreaming. Keep on dreaming. Keep on dreaming. That's what you need. It is helpful. It is helpful. God says in the book of uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to do you good. And note, and to give you an expected end. An expected, remember we said hope is what? Expecting. Favorable expectation. God wants you. So he has made us to be creatures of hope. Let's not abandon our faith, uh, our hope. He has made us creatures of hope. And he said, I know the plans. My plans for you are linked to you continuously having an expected end, which is hope. Having Christ in your heart puts you in the position of hope. So therefore, reach out for Christ. He's the hope of glory. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Lord, we thank you for your word. Your word which is true, O God. Your word, Father God, which is a light unto our path. Lord, we thank you for your word that gives us so much hope, O God, that even when we think all is lost, when you said all has won, we thank you, Father, for the victories that you give in our lives, that, Lord, even though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that everything and every odd is against us, Lord. Keep us, keep us alive. Let's keep hope alive. We are thankful for that. We give you the honor and the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. With our head bowed and our eyes closed, we spoke about that when you want hope, it comes with an encounter with Jesus Christ. So I want to invite you that if you are here and you do not have a relationship with Christ, you have not had an encounter with Christ, and you want to have that encounter, all you need to do is to raise your hand. Raise your hand and said, Muruti, I want to accept this Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that I may have an expectations, uh, my hope filled, my favorable expectations realized. If you are here, don't be afraid, don't be shy. Raise your hand. Raise your hand so that we can pray together with you. Raise your hand. Don't be afraid. 
There is nothing that will happen to you, but I want to say to you, you have won. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Go ahead. Join these people that are raising their hands. Don't, don't overthink it. Don't worry about it. Just respond. Follow your heart. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He is speaking to you. He wants you to have an encounter with Jesus. Jesus is calling you on you today. Respond. Respond. Don't let this pass you by. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Can I ask for all the people that have raised their hands, can you stand? Take a step of faith. You can bring down your hand, but stand. Stand. Take a stand. Believe God. Have hope in God. Hallelujah. 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 One more step. Can I ask you to come and join me in the front? Run to the front. Don't walk, just run. Make it snappy. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's encourage them, Pastor. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Hallelujah. 